This is Zareen Caldwell, welcoming you to my last episode of the three years and four seasons that I've worked on the Soul Salons podcast. I've researched and presented a total of 40 episodes, which you can now find at my new website, thesoulsalons.com. If this series has inspired you in some way, please share the link on your social networks. As my regular listeners know by now, I'm interested in delving into what I call divine philosophy, and that's what most of my podcast has focused on. But there's a lot of that orientation and insights on the journey of the soul in the Baha'i faith. It's also the tradition I know best because I grew up in it. I love that we have access to thousands of the original tablets and writings from the central figures of our faith. You can find most of them at the Baha'i Reference Library online. They are like a lighthouse showing the way through a stormy night. That's an apt metaphor because I'm going to talk today about the themes of light and darkness in the Baha'i faith. I'm recording this just shortly before the winter solstice, so it seems appropriate. I'll start with a tablet that I really like from Abdu'l-Bahá that addresses these themes. Abdu'l-Bahá was a central figure in the Baha'i faith, but I'll get to that in a minute. The tablet I want to share with you today is one of my favorites, although I couldn't find any information on who it was written for or what the context was. I wanted to feature it not only for its rich language, but also because it addresses the different forces operating in the world and what that means related to our own behavior. I'll just share some parts of it. Here's how it starts. At a time when the somber night of ignorance, of neglect of the divine world, of being veiled from God had overspread the earth, a bright morning dawned and a rising light lit up the eastern sky. My guess here is that Abdu'l-Bahá is talking about the Baha'i revelation, which started in the East in the mid-1800s. The tablet goes on to refer to those who see and value this rising light. Those who had eyes to see rejoiced at the glad tidings, and they witnessed the inner reality of all things and uncovered the mysteries of the kingdom, it says. But then the tablet refers to those who can't see this light, and I interpret that to mean those who are spiritually blind. He says, Those with unseeing eyes were astonished at this tumult, and they cried, Where is the light? And again, we see no light, we see no rising sun. Here is no truth. This is but fantasy and nothing more. Abdu'l-Bahá conveys some vivid imagery when he says, Bat-like they fled into the underground dark, and there, to their way of thinking, they found a measure of security and peace. The tablet goes on to address how we are only at the beginning of the dawn, but that once the sun hath mounted to high noon, its fires will burn so hot as to stir even the creeping things beneath the earth. And although it is not for them to behold the light, yet will they all be set in frenzied motion by the impact of the heat. I wonder if we all aren't seeing this kind of frenzy today. We're anxious from all this new energy in the world, but not understanding the source or which direction it's going. I'd like to add here that in doing this episode, I'm not meaning to imply at any level that Baha'is have a corner on the market of righteousness. They are fallible and learning like everyone else, especially where unity and building community is concerned. But perhaps a bigger picture here to think about is whether we are tapping in or not to a new consciousness that's operating in the world. In the second half of the tablet, Abu Baha advises those who have received a share of the light to offer thanks for these blessings and rise up in such wise and with such qualities as to endow the body of this world with a living soul and to bring this young child humanity to the stage of adulthood. 
Other Baha'i writings talk about how humanity is at the stage of adolescence and all the turmoil that implies. I'm pretty sure it probably won't be in my lifetime, but the promise is that humanity will get through this period eventually and become more spiritually mature. But back to the tablet, Abdu'l-Bahá goes on to specify the kinds of qualities we should manifest in the world. So far as ye are able, ignite a candle of love in every meeting, and with tenderness rejoice and cheer ye every heart. Care for the stranger as for one of your own. Show to alien souls the same loving kindness ye bestow upon your faithful friends. Should any come to blows with you, seek to be friends with him. Should any stab you to the heart, be ye a healing salve unto his sores. Should any taunt and mock at you, meet him with love. The tablet goes on with a few more pieces of advice like these, and at the end says, Perchance such ways and words from you will make this darksome world turn bright at last, will make this dusty earth turn heavenly, this devilish prison place become a royal palace of the Lord, so that war and strife will pass and be no more, and love and trust will pitch their tents on the summits of the world. I love the language and imagery from this tablet. It calms me somehow and gives me some faith and hope, and in a world where everyone seems angry, it reminds me how to treat others, and even when that may be hard. Over this past year, someone who was a lifelong friend of mine really kind of stabbed me in the back, for lack of a better expression. So can I reach out to this person and be a healing salve unto her sores? I wanted to share a few facts with you about Abdu'l-Bahá before I go back to the light and dark themes that I started with. He was the eldest son of the Baha'i Faith's prophet founder, Baha'u'lláh. Abdu'l-Bahá means servant of the glory a reference to lifelong service to his father, whose mission he recognized at a very young age. He was not only the authorized interpreter of the Baha'i writings and guided the infant faith for about 30 years after his father's passing, but he was also the perfect exemplar of the faith's spirit and teachings. Toward the latter part of his life, he had the opportunity to travel throughout Europe, Canada, and the United States. He spoke to many religious, civil, and peace groups to convey his father's teachings. He wrote and spoke extensively on themes of unity, peace, and justice. 2021 marks the centenary of his passing, so Baha'is around the world have been commemorating the occasion. Some of the tablet I just shared with you a minute ago addresses the themes of light and darkness and changing our behaviors so that we can make this darksome world turn bright at last. I looked it up and references to light and darkness in the Baha'i writings are mentioned over 250 times. I skimmed some of these passages to garner some main themes. There are references to God's light coming at a time when darkness has overspread the world, how humanity cannot always discern light from darkness or guidance from error, and that God's purpose in sending his prophets at different times throughout history is to turn humanity from the darkness of ignorance to the light of true understanding. Baha'u'llah, a title meaning the glory of God, by the way, contrasts the darkness from the light using a range of different words. He comments, for example, about the darkness of vain imaginings versus the light of certitude, the darkness of separation versus the light of unity, and the darkness of abasement versus the light of glory. One of my very favorite books in the Baha'i writings is called The Seven Valleys, which is a mystical work that unveils the different stages that one must go through to cleanse or purify the soul and draw nearer to the divine. I have an episode on the Seven Valleys in Season 1. Anyway, as the seeker travels from the first valley of search into the second valley of knowledge, the goal is to pass from darkness to light. 
The text says, And if confirmed by the Creator, the lover escapeth the claws of the eagle of love, he will enter the realm of knowledge and come out of doubt into certitude and turn from the darkness of wayward desire to the guiding light of the fear of God. Abdu'l-Baha makes similar comparisons, but comments a bit more on the darkness in the human realm, like disunity, war, and prejudice, as compared, for example, to the lights of unity, peace, and love. These opposing images and themes run throughout the Baha'i writings, although Abdu'l-Baha also describes darkness not as an entity in itself, but as the absence of light. He applies this same concept to good and evil. Evil is mere non-existence, he says. Good has a positive existence. Evil is merely its absence. Interestingly, in looking at our propensities to follow one path or the other, Abdu'l-Bahá says that every child is potentially the light of the world, and at the same time its darkness. Wherefore must the question of education be accounted as of primary importance? He goes on to emphasize the vital role of spiritual education. This kind of education, he adds, is the light of the world of humanity, and its absence in the world is darkness itself. Perhaps we are now experiencing the latter because we have lost sight of the former. The tablet I started with for this episode commented on how we can convey the light in our hearts to others. Following the example Abdu'l-Bahá himself set, he advised a group that he met while he was in Paris to think he at all times of rendering some service to every member of the human race, and do some good to every person whose path one crossed. In this way, he said, the light of divine guidance will shine forth, and the blessings of God will cradle all mankind. For love is light, no matter in what abode it dwelleth, and hate is darkness, no matter where it may make its nest. I was talking to my brother recently, and he said he's trying to put one quote from the writings into operation in his life, and he is also a Baha'i. That quote is, let your heart burn with loving kindness for all who may cross your path. Friends, that means diverse political parties, races, or income levels. Perhaps this can be your New Year's resolution in 2022, and I hope to make it mine. Let your heart burn with loving kindness for all who may cross your path. And don't forget to check out my new website, too. It's thesoulsalons.com. The 40 episodes now posted there can perhaps be a spiritual booster shot whenever you need it.